Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you, as always, by TheRinger.com and The Ringer Podcast Network. What's going on on TheRinger.com this week, Tate, you might be asking? Um, Andrew Luck retired. Did you see this? Did mm-hmm. you hear about this? Yes. Uh, starting quarterback for your Indianapolis Colts. Um, he retired. And we're going to talk about this in a little bit because mm-hmm. uh, it, it the, the Andrew Luck story bled over into the college basketball <laughs> world. Uh, thanks to one man by the name of Doug Gottlieb. Which, yeah, if you're confused and you're like, how could this happen? Then here we are. It's um, happening. Also, there was coverage on the ringer.com about the VMAs, which I didn't watch a second of. I didn't realize we were even going on. Uh, can can anybody in this room say anything that happened at the VMAs? When's the last time you watched a music video? Is that uh, what the VMA is? I watch, I watch music videos. Video all the music time. awards, right? That's yes. got to be what it is. Yeah. Yes. What did, did you know? Do you know anything that happened at the VMAs? Literally anything. I know that El Guincho, Jay Balvin, and Rosalia won best new song. Are those real people? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the. Uh, didn't that how uh, Donald Glover came up with Childish Gambino as like a, a Wu Tang, like whatever little. Uh, what am I trying to say? Generator. Generator. Name yeah. generator. That's what those names yes. just sounded like. You were just like. You hit a name generator before you came up here. Yeah, uh, Post Malone did the same thing. What's it? I was everyone's like, dude, do you like basketball? Obviously, speaking like, of, no, I don't. Speaking of wild names, I was watching Sunday. Uh, I was I was flipping through on CBS. They had the Nintendo Championships, mm-hmm. and they were like playing Smash Bros. And uh, what's the paint one? Splatoon. Splatoon. Yeah, and, and that's all I really watch. But these 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 kids like introduce themselves, and they're like, I'm 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 Ninja. Ninja's a guy, right? Like ninja. I'm Ninja. One guy was like, I'm Force. It was. And I just started. Uh, I made maybe I made up force, but they all had these names like that, where it was like they were American Gladiator names. Mm-hmm. And I started. I, I I want like a hierarchy of like what's the hardest names to come up with. Like if you're a video gamer, if you're an American Gladiator, if you're a rapper, um, some sort of you know what I'm saying. Like what what would be the hardest to come up with? I don't know. How much time do these people put I think into rappers? This? Is probably harder. There's just way more of them. Right? Yeah. How yeah like little you Nas have to, you have to little shock Nas X what, how much how much workshopping went into little Nas X is what I want to know obviously what's not your enough. you have a you have a thing what's yours KC it's just my initials oh, simple that's boring um, KC no anyway. JoJo yeah I was watching those uh, this I don't know it was, it was just hilarious to see like you know sixteen year old dweebs that were just like it's blazer. funny you mentioned that because I watched yeah, I'm blazer yeah it's like, blazer blazer yeah phaser. You're like, you're like, no, your name is Jack. Your parents. That's the right answer. Dodgeball names. Yeah. Those are the toughest yeah, yeah, names. Yeah, there you go. Yes. <laughs> I watched badminton, women's badminton, and I oh, found out you. that uh, the, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but she basically is the seventh highest paid female athlete in the world, is a women's badminton player really? from India. Yes. Wow. wow. Like she makes more, they listed all the people she makes more money than. It's like Brittany Griner, all, all, like wow. Maya Moore, all these people that you're like, what? Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. Big sport. Um, I also want to apologize. Speaking of ringer.com coverage, uh, I provided zero Little League World Series coverage this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I blame it on Keller uh, for wanting to go on vacation during the start of the Little League World Series. I didn't really watch it this year. It sucks. I, I got home. I was watching the championship. It was a blowout. Louisiana won. Um, but it just wasn't the same, man. If you don't watch from the start, it just doesn't have the same effect. So I had a lot of people tweeting at me like, who do you like in this this year's World Series? Um, and I offer no commentary and no analysis and I let, I let the people down. So I just wanted to formally apologize for that. So that's that. Um, let's talk. I about watched co- the women's softball world series and uh, North Carolina won. Oh, hey, how about that? Won the title. Bring it home, baby. Congratulations. Uh, we have some stuff to talk about. Uh, as I mentioned, Doug Gottlieb, um, yes. provided some content for us. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we, all, we also have some Syracuse stuff, some Eric Musselman stuff. Um, and then there's, there's a story about Bob Cousy that is very self-serving, but, uh, we're going to start the show talking about this because my mind was blown that this actually happened. So uh, this is an off-season podcast, but we're getting very closer to it. Is this our last one of August? Is it the next, is September Correct. next week? Yeah. 
Yeah, look at that. Another the calendar's turning. Um, yeah, we're going to get to a bunch of stuff like that, but first. Dickie V. He takes the timeout. Technical out foul. Timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, it's Tuesday afternoon. We're podcasting again. I'm feeling good. How are you guys feeling? What's going on? How do we feel? I feel great. great. I feel fantastic. This is a... I, I think this is the last off-season podcast. We just said the calendar turns to September. Um, I don't know how you feel about it, Tate, but after Labor Day, we shift from off-season to preseason. At least mm-hmm. I do, in my mm-hmm. mind. It's time to get serious. Labor Day happens, and it's like, it's time. We're no longer watching softball, badminton, right, right. It's uh, time to video lock in. gamers, or whatever I mean, they were playing, Nintendo Dickie Switch, v, I don't know. Dickie V has put out his top 16 teams. Yes. He's ready. Mm-hmm. He's done He's done doing the periscopes about the Tampa Bay Rays and Italian restaurants he's driving to. Um, he's, he's never done with that. He's actually not done. But um, he put out his top 16 teams. It's, we're shifting into preseason mode. We're going to have a... Um, what all the preseason magazines are about to start coming out, yes. and then you're going to get all the old heads, the old journalism guys, mm-hmm. like, tweeting them, like... This is the best magazine. That this is this is the Bible of college basketball, and it's like everyone says that about like seven different magazines, mm-hmm. and they're all very very different. And yeah, and yeah, twenty percent off, limited yeah. time offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sign up now. You'll have magazines yeah. for the next twenty years. <laughs> Give me twenty dollars, and I will send you magazines for twenty years. Um, yeah, so we're shifting to that mode. So, um, yeah. It's, it's very uh, exciting. The real world of sports begins. We got college football coming up, or it's already happening. I watched Miami play Florida yeah, the other right, night, yeah. so that that's happening in the world. Uh, yeah, we got NFL football um, that's popping off. But first, before we get into all of this stuff that we actually want to talk yeah, about, yeah, we have to do. We have to start with the self serving thing. Because, we have to pat ourselves on the back. Yeah, and yeah. I know that there's been mm-hmm. some uh, you know rumor mill to say that this was already announced before we discussed it in jest that there was a chance that mm-hmm. Donald Trump would decide to give the Medal of Freedom to Mister. Bob Cousy. Apparently, allegedly, that was already out in the world. We didn't know that. No clue. If we you're just no tuning clue. in, what happened was this. Last week, we were talking about this uh, this this Candid Coaches series going on on CBS, which is fun, and they ask him questions like, uh, who has the best pretzels in the Big Ten? And then the coaches all vote anonymously. Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, I, I don't know. And it's all fun and lighthearted, and who's the most underrated, and who's the most overpaid, and all that kind of stuff. And then Gary Parrish throws just, just an absolute firecracker down the heart of the plate with the uh would you visit donald trump if you won the national championship and um tate and i talked about it last week we were just kind of riffing having fun and we said basically none of the coaches wanted to go none of the teams wanted to go we thought that was hilarious we thought what trump should do is invite guys from the 50s i started the first thing that came to mind when i said invite teams from the 50s when i think 50s national champions i think of san francisco because they won two of them Mm -hmm. so i was like yeah so bill and then i caught myself and i was like Oh yeah, Bill Russell definitely would not go to the White House. And then when I thought of Bill Russell, I then thought of another Celtic who won a title, not in the fifties, in forty-seven at Holy Cross, mm-hmm. which is Bob Cousy. So then I said Bob Cousy would definitely go, and that, that was how we arrived at the joke. And then you chime in and you literally say Trump will give him a Medal of Freedom if he goes. And then two days later, they're giving him a Medal of Freedom. And now, like we said, there are people. This blew my mind. I, I I will never like if this would have happened six years later after mm-hmm. we said it, I would have still thought this was crazy. It happened two days later. Um, the haters are saying this has been in the news and mm-hmm. we've known this. To which I say, I don't know how much you've been paying attention to our show. I don't know shit about what's going on in the world. <laughs> I never pay attention to the news, so I have a I have a pretty good alibi there. Um, I think everyone that listens will back me up on that. Is I'm very fucking clueless to this stuff, mm-hmm. so I definitely didn't know. Uh, 
Yeah, what a wild coincidence. Like I, when that came through, when people were sending me photoshops, I thought they were photos. When pictures of Bob Cousy getting a medal of freedom, I thought it was a photoshop. I cannot believe that we actually called this two days earlier. A deep fake is what we yeah. we assumed. That was the only thing it could be at this point. Uh, yeah, Bob Cousy walks in. Uh, Trump is basically saying, this is the only basketball player I respect that's, <laughs> that is on the planet right now. Six-time NBA champion. You're Boston Celtics yeah. own Bob Cousy. And uh, Bob Cousy had better it. Better than LeBron. Better than six, LeBron. Six titles. Better than Jordan. Uh, yep. The other thing is like Bill Russell can't get the Medal of Freedom because he's already gotten the Medal of Freedom. So he's kind of, oh, yeah. that's the oh, thing yeah. with Jordan. People are like, I'm sure Jordan would go to the White House yeah. and hang out with Trump. I'm sure they're friends. He already yeah. got the Medal of Freedom. Yeah. He got it from Obama. Leave him alone. Uh, this is my favorite quote that we got from Cousy. This is during his acceptance speech. He was obviously very humbled and honored. And I think this says a lot. You know, you can read between the lines of what this may mean. <laughs> and I'll start it with this prepositional phrase. In my world, it's been great for 91 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. In my world, is, is that the new way to say as a white man? <laughs> yes, in my world. The way that things have happened for me, it's been for pretty me. sweet. It's been pretty fucking tight, Yeah. <laughs> Gotta be honest. Yeah. I mean, he won a national championship two years after World War II ended. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's been through some stuff. Like I said to you earlier, like, this guy has seen, you know, people land on the moon in 1969. That was probably a pivotal moment in his life. And now Mm -hmm. it's 2019. We're 50 years later, and he's at the White House. And so I don't blame Bob Cousy for being excited. I don't blame Bob Cousy for taking and accepting this award. In fact, I will cheer him on uh, in all of his, you know, many, I guess, future opportunities that he has. I have no commentary on anything other than, like, I'm just shitting my pants that we called this and um, on accident, and it was all supposed to be a joke. And then it's still a joke. It's still (laughs) it it, it continues to be a joke. I will say, there's only I just Uh I googled uh, for the credibility factor here. I just googled Bob Cousy Medal of Freedom. Yeah, there's 11 pages on Google. I, I, there's only five things that happened before five days ago, and that's on, if you, were you surfing talkbasket.net, mm. golocalprove.com? I used to have that bookmark, but I deleted it when they, yeah, Bob okay. Cousy has those bookmarks. Okay, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Unless mm-hmm. you're on that, there's no way. I didn't like the direction that they took editorially when they hired the new, um, person. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to know who has a Google bookmarks. news alert for Bob Cousy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think I think he might work. I think there might be a guy that works here that has that. Um, <laughs> not Damn it! <laughs> Come on, Coos. Uh, <laughs> um, moving on. Uh, yeah, I just you know it's it's very self serving because I, I don't know how much people actually care about that. But that was that was my experiences. That that was what happened in, in my world. To, to borrow a phrase from Bob Cousy, <laughs> in my world, mm-hmm. that was the news of the week. Was that like I'm I'm in the dark room? Was I in the dark room with you at the I was at the dark room, I think, when it came through. When someone tweeted us, like, did you see this, Bob Cousy? And you and yeah. I just like looked at it like, no yes. way. <laughs> yes, no way. I remember that. The other thing I the other response I had to that was um I was at Sam Vicini's wedding on Saturday. Yes. A friend of the program. Mm-hmm. He's been on a couple times. Um little little non sequitur here. Uh he and I went on a fifty nine. Can you imagine what? saying in my world in, in that period <laughs> of time that. World War Two happened? <laughs> yeah. There was a war of the world. Back in my day. It was great. The, the, you know, the good old days when Hitler was trying to... <laughs> yeah, you're like, what, Bob? Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yes, yeah, Sam Vicini, you were there for his wedding. No, I was going to say, uh, uh, just a quick tangent. Uh, he and I played cornhole. We started, after the mm. whole ceremony, the cake cutting, first dance, all this stuff. He looks at me, he's like, you want to play some cornhole? We were the first people to to go to the cornhole thing. We recruited a team to play against us. We go on a 59-0 scoring run. 
before anyone's we win 21 0. You're supposed to skunk like after 11, but you know, we were just being nice and we just wanted to see if we could go 21. We go 21 0, 21 0, 17 0, and then someone scored on us. So I just wanted to shout out Sam for, uh, yeah. We, we, we ran the fucking table. Man. Everyone's like, cool. this is what writers yeah. do in their yeah. free time. Right, right. Right. We were high fiving <laughs> and they're just like looking around like, do we have bumping. to keep playing. Um, but I was at his wedding and uh, uh, the point is, is, I had the same reaction to the Bob Cousy thing as I had to the Andrew Luck thing. And that brings us to the Andrew Luck thing. I was at, I was at Sam's wedding. Some guy, I'm, I'm, I'm six or seven Miller lights in, and some guy's like, Do you hear about Andrew Luck? I said, That's impossible. There's no way this guy retired right now. It turned out to be possible. Um, the whole reason we're bringing up Andrew Luck's retirement on a college basketball podcast is because a certain former college basketball player who does, what does he do now? Radio show? Yes, FS1 radio show, yes. Um, A man by the name of Doug Gottlieb, who uh, used to be, he kind of used to be the biggest villain in college basketball media until Dockage came around. Mm -hmm. And Dockage and him kind of, like, they don't, they probably like each other. I mean, Dockage, they they shared the same opinion on this stuff. But uh, Dockage kind of, like, took his thrown away or took his corner to borrow a phrase that we use around here at the ringer Mm -hmm. um he took his most hated college basketball thing corner but uh golly's still out there he's still pumping out the takes and he tweets retiring because rehabbing is too hard is the most millennial thing ever (laughs) hashtag andrew luck and he gets ratioed to high hell and um and it's and and i just thought we should we should revisit doug gottlieb and his place in the college basketball world we should take like five minutes and and just talk about this tape so let's talk about it. 1996, Doug Gottlieb is at Notre Dame in South Bend, and uh, he was apparently in a very— Whoa, 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 whoa. We've all moved past oh, that. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought that's what you were talking about. I thought no. you wanted to talk about Doug Everyone Gottlieb. Everyone has oh. moved past that. Okay, that's right. Okay, so let's get back to the millennials. <laughs> Everyone uh, moved past that, okay? Doug Gottlieb did the greatest thing you can always do uh, in the world of Twitter. Once you get ratio to high hell and everyone's coming after you, and be, you know, basically everyone decides that you are, again, the villain, you have to say, guys— I know it may not translate, but I was just kidding. Yep. Sorry, I'm funny. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm sarcastic. Sorry, you don't get it. So that's how he opened up his rebuttal to basically Tory Smith saying, "Bruh, you stole qu- your credit cards from everyone. Like, what are you talking about? The two big ones were Tory Smith was yes. like, what, what do you say? Paying for stuff is too hard for you or something like yeah, that. Too so hard. Like, yeah. yeah, that's pretty much the too hard yeah, quote. Too hard. And then Troy Aikman just like. Liked by Rick Pitino. Yeah. <laughs> Troy Aikman just completely obliterated him, which was hysterical because Troy Aikman, correct me if I'm wrong, calls game on Fox and he calls something out about Doug Gottlieb being on FS1. Mm-hmm. So it was like... At the same time that you were seven Miller lights deep, yeah. Troy Aikman was 70 Miller lights yeah, deep. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> and he said, you guys thought I couldn't cuss? Yeah. You're about yeah. to see it. Here oh, it yeah. comes. Yeah. Yeah, and he uh, and again they work for the same network. That's what I, that's what I thought. <laughs> I, I found the funniest part. But Troy Aikman's like he, he basically. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Your yes. bitch ass is on. That's why your bitch ass is on FS1. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm reading that. And I'm like, isn't that, isn't Troy on Fox? Which I know is better than FS1. Like that's the major leagues, I suppose. And FS1 would be the the tier down. But I just thought, yeah, they work at the same network. That was what was hysterical to me. Um, yeah. So I so when I first read this tweet, I had I had. I had this response. Um, I didn't think it was that bad. I think this is a tweet that you or I could get away with. Um, if if I tweet this, I think like it's not that big of a deal. I think mm-hmm. Doug Gottlieb made three crucial mistakes, and I want to go through these because uh, people listening, if you want some tips on how to run a social media thing, this mm-hmm. is where Doug Gottlieb went wrong. I've never seen someone get ratioed like that before. I'm sure there are tweets out there, but like I said, I don't pay attention to the news, so um, go check I, those Bob know, Cousy Trump tweets, and I I'm sure there's something like that. I going stay on. I stay out of like the Ben Shapiro tweets or whatever, so I'm sure like he probably said something at one point that was ratio better but uh, <laughs> I never saw it this was the worst I saw and I think Doug, I think Doug Gottlieb made three mistakes number one I think he should have put LOL at the end and yes, it would have worked always always go with the LOL that's my tip to the youngsters out there if he puts retiring because rehabbing is too hard is the most millennial thing ever LOL 
everyone's like, oh, he's joking. It's it's fun. It's lighthearted. Mm-hmm. He's making a little dig, but like he's kind of he's mm-hmm. kind of in on the joke. It's fun, whatever. Uh, the number two is he puts hashtag Andrew Luck, which is an old guy move. Like, mm. if you're making a joke, everyone already knows what you're referencing. So to put the hashtag Andrew Luck on the end, what you're saying is, I'm old. I am I'm an old. Mm-hmm. This is me offering my take as an old person. Mm-hmm. And then within that take, I am making fun of millennials. So you've created this division of like, millennials suck. And by the way, let me throw this hashtag on there to remind you that I'm not a millennial. Mm-hmm. That was a big mistake. He should have he should have not done the hashtag. He should have done the LOL. And then I think the third mistake he made. He definitely calls the hashtag a pound. Yeah, for sure. And I think the third mistake he made, and this is the most crucial, and, and I, I encourage everyone listening to not ever, ever make this mistake. Uh, he, he tweeted as Doug Gottlieb. And I think that was the biggest mistake is that uh, don't be Doug Gottlieb. When you have an opportunity mm-hmm. to be Doug Gottlieb or not be Doug Gottlieb, choose to not be Doug Gottlieb because mm-hmm. um, this is his brand. This is Doug Gottlieb's brand is he... Uh, it would not be that big of a deal if you made fun of people if, um, as you were alluding to earlier, he kind of has a sketchy past. And this is the whole Doug Gottlieb thing is like, you can be a sanctimonious asshole that's sarcastic or snarkastic or whatever it is he called himself. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have a sketchy past where you've made mistakes in your youth. You can't do both. You cannot do both. Mm-hmm. You can pick a lane. You could be like, I have a troubled past. I saw the light. I had a coming to Jesus moment and now I'm like a really nice guy and I just love everybody and I'm just patting everyone on the back and giving them thumbs up. Yeah. Or you can be like, I've kind of, I'm kind of- We call that the Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Or you can just be like- My bad. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, exactly. Or you can not really have a sketchy past and then decide like, I'm going to be an asshole and then hope that no one digs something up in my past. And then when they do, just like say, sorry, and then quit. We call that the Tiger Woods. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um- but he chose he chose to to be Doug Gottlieb, and that's that's my advice to everyone. Don't be Doug Gottlieb. The worst part <laughs> of it is that again, he came out and said, I was kidding, I was joking. And that was a good start. Yeah. I'm like, good start, Doug. You know, we're having a good time. You know, it's not that serious. Again, everyone's jumping all over the whole Andrew Luck story. We'll get into the other guy that jumped in on the story. Cause again, like you said, he is the, I guess, the face of college basketball. It's hilarious that college basketball guys like Dockage and, and Godley yeah, right. are, are the face of NFL coverage. So yeah. that's where we're saying on this. But, anyways, he says he's joking. And then he's like, but let's get serious for a second. <laughs> These millennials don't want to work hard. <laughs> These millennials do not want to rehab. Yeah. I will not go to Rainbow Land. You will not make me go to Rainbow Land. <laughs> and so that basically nullifies everything that he says at the top, which was yeah. he was joking. I was joking. He was kidding. But, but if I was serious. But back to my main point. <laughs> Guys, I was, soft. I was joking, but also let's not lose sight. Millennials fucking suck. Yes. But I was joking. Yes. But they do suck. Yes. <laughs> it uh it made no sense at all. But it also, I mean, this is the world that we live in. If you drive up traffic, if you get people involved, I mean, I'm sure Doc had saw Gottlieb Dude, tweet that and he's like, I gotta get in on this. No, the best the, the best part of the apology. <laughs> Andrew Luck has always been on this ish. He's soft Dockage. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's really what happened. Like he I mean, he jumped then, right in on and it. And then Dockage did the same thing where he uh people were ripping him. They're like, Dockage, didn't you quit on West Virginia after like five days of coaching. And then mm-hmm. he's like, well, that was different. Mm-hmm. And here's why. And mm-hmm. he explains his situation. And he's like, the the president was an asshole. They, they were threatening my family. All of that may be true and well. And like, in that case, I would say, Doc, you made the right move. We're all supporting you. Do you th- suppose maybe there's a <laughs> chance you don't know all the details with the Andrew Luck thing? Maybe. So basically, Doc, is like, 
you guys shut the fuck up about my situation. You don't know all the details. Don't ever talk about my shit. If you now don't let know me the tell details. you about <laughs> Andrew Luck and all the details. And as someone who knows no details, I'm going to chime in on what Andrew Luck should do. Yeah. And that's the problem with these guys. And I was talking about it like with Dickie V, um, where Dickie V fucks up with the Sean Miller stuff, but he's defending Patina. It's, it's not that hard to be like a decent person in media. It's really not that hard. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you can be an asshole, but then you can be like a, like we're sarcastic assholes. And then if you call us on stuff, we'll be like, yeah, we fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was stupid. Yeah, I'm dumb. Whatever. Um, but on a serious note. Yeah. yeah but I on wasn't. A serious, yeah, right. <laughs> but this is the whole attitude these guys have. And it's like, how, what are we doing here? I don't I don't understand. I'm not saying, I don't know. I guess I'm getting a little self-righteous, like I'm better than everyone. But uh, that's not it. It's just like, I, I don't understand. You have to pick one. You can be a sanctimonious, like smart ass that's better than, that, that knows all the answers. But then don't have, don't be a hypocrite. That's really all it is. Mm-hmm. And if you are a hypocrite, I mean, we're all human beings. We're all going to be hypocrites at some point. Just tap yourself on the chest and be like, my bad. My bad. I'm a hypocrite. You got mm-hmm. me. Like, that's all Dockage had to do. Be like, yeah, great point. I did leave West Virginia. Fuck, you got me. Instead, he doubles down and Gottlieb does too. The fa- my favorite part about the Gottlieb um, apology, though, was he calls out Tory Smith mm-hmm. and it says like, don't bring up the credit card thing. To all of you that want to bring up the credit card thing, mm-hmm. we've all moved past that. And he spoke for all of America. <laughs> Meanwhile, like every tweet he tweets, spoiler alert, Doug is the only one that's moved past it. We have not all moved past it. Doug has moved past it. No one else has. I think he thought, uh, remember that article he wrote in The Athletic in February of like 2018? It was like, a, I remember this because um, it was like right around Valentine's Day. I don't know why I remember all that. Um, but he, <laughs> I don't know. My brain's weird. Uh, he, he wrote this thing and um, I remember he, he, he wrote the thing about like, yeah, I did it. I've learned so much from now. It, it, was, it was in his mind. He was like, if I write this article, if I explain to everybody what happened, if I own it, no one will ever use this against me again. And he was very sorely mistaken. And um, yeah, I just, uh, I, I just remember that article in the athletic was the funniest. We, we nominated it for Duffy in, in journalism excellence, I believe. Hey, well, of course we did, but yeah. it was also, it's 22 years later. Mm-hmm. Like this happened in 1996. So it, the fact that you're finally in 2018 saying, let me set the record straight. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's a long period of right. time. You know what I mean? To wait 20 years. Also, if I remember correctly, he stole a pair of Pippins. He, yes. he like laid out what he stole. He stole a pair of Pippins, like a Tommy Hilfiger shirt and a gold bracelet. Which, like, listen, if I'm Doug Gottlieb, I'd be mad, too, that people people keep bringing that up, that you stole all these credit cards, and that's what you're known for, and you didn't even get cool shit Yeah, you didn't it. even steal Jordans. <laughs> you stole, like, Scottie Pippins. Like, come on. Like, it wasn't even worth it. You, it was $950 you, yeah. in total. I mean, obviously, like, inflation, it's, yeah. you know, 1996, but, again, it's $950. He uh, obviously was doing some devious stuff by, you know, kind of plotting out. He was, like, getting gas and groceries, all this yeah, other yeah. stuff on the credit cards, but, you know, it seems like... That's always going to be the knock on. He almost has a nice complex because then people do throw that at him. He's yeah. like, I've already addressed this. Yeah, I've already. Yeah. Get yeah. over oh, it. Oh, I can't. I can't make mistakes <laughs> in my youth and grow from it. Which the point is, yes, you can, Doug. Just like what now is that Andrew you're, Luck doing? Yes. Might, <laughs> now that you're now you that you're an old same. ass man, like maybe give people the benefit of the doubt. Now that's all it is. That's yeah. all we're asking for. Is mm-hmm. is yeah. No one. No, I don't think you should be executed for making a mistake when you're 19 or 20. I don't think you should. I don't think like we should applaud you for being brave enough to say like I stole thousand dollars worth of stuff. Mm. I don't think you're a hero, but I don't think you should be executed for it. What I do think is that now you're in a position where you commentate and and offer your commentary on other people, and especially like he he made his name doing college basketball shit. Maybe don't rip on kids that are making quote unquote mistakes. Like if that, if that's what you, if you think the Andrew Luck thing is a mistake, and I know Andrew Luck's not a kid, but like this was Gottlieb's whole brand is like, I made a mistake when I was 19 and 20, but God damn it. These kids at Kansas, 
you know, like fuck them for what they're doing here. Like this is this is how he he came up in the business and he's been that way forever. And Doug, come on the podcast. <laughs> Doug, we love you. Come, come, come on the podcast. Come, come on with the takes. Uh, I should also say, if you're going to be a criminal mastermind, lean into the fact that you are and say, you know what? It was $950. You know why it wasn't a thousand? Yeah. Misdemeanor, bitch. Right. Exactly. Like I'm smart. I'm exactly. thinking about these things. Like I'm worried about, you know, pricing it out. Like I'm going to teach you how to be a criminal. Creamy out. You know, like I've been watching SVU, says Doug, and gives us the whole story. That'd be great. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with this. All I know is that if Andrew Luck is at home, he's probably like, this is the weirdest turn of events for my retirement I've ever witnessed. Yeah. Doug Gottlieb, Dan Dockage, Trey Wingo, and Mike Golick are arguing on Twitter about <laughs> whether I should be able to retire. Uh, and again, Aren't they college basketball guys? I like to picture, yeah, like Andrew Luck had a PR firm and they were all discussing like what's going to happen next. Yes. You're going to retire. Mm-hmm. Then there's going to be a thing. There's going to, Adam Schefter will tweet it. They'll mm-hmm. debate about it on SportsCenter. It'll be a big news story for a week where like this guy will say this probably. And then this, I imagine no one in that PR meeting ever said that like Doug Gottlieb and Dan Dockett would be at the forefront of this <laughs> thing. And Troy Aikman would, and Tori Smith would be ripping them to shreds. And yeah. I and, imagine that never came up. And in and in the same koozie kind of air with the Nostradamus, I'm going to say this. I saw a little clip of Rob Gronkowski this morning at a CBD company. Yeah. And Rob Gronkowski is basically like, I'm in shape. In my world, I, I'm I, good. <laughs> I can play, but guess what? It sucks. Like, I'm getting hit. It yeah. hurts. Like, football's tough. I don't know if I'll be back in three months, three years, whatever it may be. And those same people are going to be like, how brave of Rob Gronkowski to address mm-hmm. what it takes to be on the football field. Right. That's a strong man. That, mm-hmm. that, that's strong will right there. And it's like, that's exactly what Andrew Luck was saying. And then if you watch the Andrew Luck press conference, it's like, oh, yeah, this is a human being. Guy's like obviously crying, gets booed when he walks off the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a tough situation. So we're making light of it. Pour one out for Andrew Luck. He I, is a great quarterback. Will, but guess, guess who's better? Cam Newton. Mm. Is he Let's still go. the most sacked QB in the NFL, Andrew Luck? He was for three seasons. Last year, he was the least sacked, I, I believe, last year. Uh, yeah, that's right. It was Quentin Nelson. As, uh, as someone who played football in high school and was also a quarterback, not to brag, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's whatever. It's not a big deal. Um, I And also got the shit kicked out of me. Also got sacked a lot. Um, I will never, ever begrudge anyone for ever retiring from football. I retired like, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not saying I'm a hero. I just got out in front of it. I retired really early. <laughs> That's what I did. I didn't quit football. I just retired very early. Yes. I was like the exact same, the exact same mindset Andrew Luck had. I, I had at 17 years old. <laughs> and don't feel like, bad for Andrew Luck. He has a hundred million. You don't have a hundred million dollars yeah. to sit on. Yeah. So, I mean, no, it's, it's it, football. Sucks. You actually gave up more than Andrew Luck. Football's the worst. Like I like football. I'm not, I'm not doing the thing where like death to football. I'm not, I'm not trying to do that thing where I'm a basketball guy who's saying football. We should never watch football or anything. I will watch a lot of football. I like football as a sport. I'm just saying that, yeah, playing football fucking sucks. I'm not a tough person. So <laughs> I hated it, and uh, I will never begrudge anybody for uh, for quitting it. Um, speaking, <laughs> speaking of all the credit cards, Kyle, give me give us some perspective. You are, uh, I don't mean to, to, to profile. Credit card debt, yes. I don't mean to profile here, but if, if anybody has stolen credit cards in this room, it's probably you. What is, what is, the, uh, what is the biggest crime that you're willing to fess up to that you've committed? Technical crime is grand grand larceny. You've committed grand larceny. Yeah, it's a long story. It was an it was accidental grand larceny. <laughs> we basically we found this accidental. we found this box in the street. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, officer. <laughs> I didn't know why. I swear to God, dude, we found this box in the street at a red light across yeah. from the fire station at like two in the morning in college. It get, it's, it turns out it's a gas detector, and it's like it's like look like a calculator with like a. Um, a tube hooked up to it and we Googled it and it was like 700 bucks and we're freshmen and they're like, we're going to sell it. We kept it under my bed, forgot about it for like 
five months. My room gets raided five months later, and they find it. And they were like, oh, this is the stolen property from the fire department. It had a piece of tape that still said Potsdam Fire on it. And I was like, dude, I found that in the street like six months ago. They were like, all right. And they arrested me. And then, and then, <laughs> Whatever you say, I criminal. I swear to God. Book him. <laughs> Hands behind your back, you dirty God. monkey. But like, the thing is, They're it was like, right fuck? across the street from the firehouse. So like, it must have peeled out of the intersection and yeah. like landed in the street. And I picked it up. But you got to pick it up because it could be a box full of money. So always pick it up. I'd pick <laughs> it up again. Pick up. Yeah, I'm I'd doing pick it up this. again. Yeah. That's the lesson you have not learned it. You're, so you're not going to write an article in the Athletic saying I've I've grown a lot since then, and here the here's what I've learned from my mistake. It got knocked down. It was you're so saying, ridiculous. I'm, I'm but I had to again. go to court for like ever for that shit. That's amazing. Accidental grand larceny. That should be that should be a uh, a segment should, on the be podcast. Like a manslaughter for grand larceny. Like it was totally an accident. We should do, we should have a segment on the podcast called Accidental Grand Larceny, where people write in and <laughs> tell <laughs> us about their crimes. Your your accidental <laughs> grand larceny. <laughs> Oh god, David! Uh, I had this note. I also had this note. I forgot to mention this. As I was Let's a, turn this podcast into America's Most Wanted, where yeah. people just send in their crimes. And we try to track people down. <laughs> <laughs> we do half college basketball. We're just like breaking down. Michigan. We play the SVU. Mo- boom, boom. Dun, 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 We're talking dun. about Michigan State's press break, and then like just a very hard turn into yeah. like. <laughs> and another and news in Lawrence, Kansas today. <laughs> A 25-year-old female was walking back from class and never made it home. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, God. I As you to... can tell, this is uh, the last offseason That's what podcast. I said, man. It's yeah, offseason. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's why I feel great, man. I feel, I feel very, very good today. Uh, I had this other note down that I forgot to bring up when I was rehashing the athletic article. Um, Gottlieb disclosed in his article that he kept the gold bracelet that he had stolen, that he'd used the credit cards to pay. Um, he, he said he had gotten rid of everything else that he'd that he'd used with the credit cards, except the gold bracelet that he bought. And then he wore it to the 2013 Final Four to remind himself of how far he had come. Just tattoo it on you at that point. Your right? thoughts, Tate. This is like serial killer returning to the scene of the crime. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was like, this is Mindhunter. With that, like, let's figure it out, Doug. What's going on here? Uh, I was thinking in my mind as soon as you said that, like he kept the gold bracelet all this time. I was thinking straight out of Pulp Fiction when Christopher Walken's like, yeah. I had this watch wedged in my asshole, you know, and brought it back to you. Like that That seems very uh, what Doug is doing with that. I don't understand what sentimental value that has other than bragging about <laughs> Still yeah. got it, son. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. He's like walking, me. He's walking by Mark Emmer, like grabbing his balls with the <laughs> with the chain on his wrist. <laughs> Did Doug Gottlieb just say Suwu to me as he walked by? <laughs> oh my god. Let's uh we, let's take a break. I mean we're <laughs> we're, we're, we're off the break. rails. We're yeah. gonna come back uh and then we're gonna talk about uh Syracuse deciding to play man to man. Another sign of the apocalypse. Yes. It's all happening. All things are happening. <laughs> let's go. Quick break and uh, we'll be right back on the other side. All right, quick break to get a word from our boss, Mr. Bill Simmons, uh, a podcast that Kyle, who's sitting right over there, is going to produce tomorrow, actually. Uh, And, of course, it is that time of the year. We just talked about the NFL over-unders, the AFC and the NFC. I believe the AFC is going to be on the Bill Simmons podcast. Well, yeah, it's got to be, right? It's got to be. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's the Patriots. And then NFC will be on against all odds because Sal's a Cowboys guy. Yes. Right? Yeah, it all checks out. Yeah. That checks out. So we got the Bill Simmons podcast this week. So please go check that out. We got uh, AFC over. You produce against all odds. Yes. You produce the Bill Simmons podcast, Kyle. We're all here. What do I produce? When can I produce Content. a podcast? Yeah. Womp, womp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But seriously, guys, it's so funny. Sounds the best. 
Uh, it's always so funny when they do this. There's, the anticipation is huge every year, so yeah, it's gonna be great. Uh, this is the most fun that Sal and Bill have together. Give it, you give, can see it when they walk in the room. They're like, "We're back, baby." Give uh, uh, the people like myself, as we just said, I'm not in the room because I don't get to produce this stuff, uh, and all the people listening obviously don't get to be in the room. Give us a, uh, an idea of what the setting looks like in terms of notes. Um, Bill, I believe, is an iPad guy. Mm-hmm. But does he have paper notes for this? I, I, I could see Sal just having Sal like a big. Two. I think Sal makes two things. Just two little sheets. Two packets. No, I'm saying oh, like pack. Sal usually brings packets. Oh, okay. Sal's but, a pen and paper guy. Nobody does the because what I would probably do is like just spread out like all these sheets. Like I would I would take up like a ten foot radius of just paper of notes. But that's neither one of those. That's, that's what Sal does. Sal yeah. has like basically a whole sprawl of paper, and then Bill is on his I- iPad basically like looking up rosters as Sal is talking about him. He's like, "What the hell? <laughs> Lamar Miller got hurt." Yeah. <laughs> And it's a lot of fun. I used to, those were the most. And then like, Kyle just alternates with who he agrees with. Yeah. And Kyle, I mean, what do you think? And you're like, uh, Sal's right this time. Uh, <laughs> well, then he's got the battle of like, uh, who's he's laughing harder at? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, who's like basically on their game? And then Sal's looking at Kyle's like, I need to laugh. I need to laugh. And, and Rasillo's peeking in through the window, knocking. He's like, <laughs> yeah. Kyle, don't forget about me. And he's like, love you, Rasillo. You're funny too. <laughs> It's a lot like that. It really is tough, uh, especially with other guests. Like, Sal, it's fine, but, like, outside guests in Bill's podcast, as Kyle was saying to me earlier, David Spade was on. David Spade's looking at him the whole time. He's like, why is this? Because it's weird. Why Why are you in the room? You know what I mean? Yeah. Most time in any sort of situation, like at Grantland, we're in the other side. So it's yeah. just the two people sitting at a table. Yeah. There's no one else in the room. So when there's just one other person in the room, the whole time you're like... What is going like? What's happening kid? here? Yeah. yeah, like Jeff Ross was like, "What is going? On? Like, who is this idiot over here?" Like, what, Conan like, was like, "Why is this dude doing your taxes right now?" Like, <laughs> Can I leave, please? Literally, <laughs> that's all you want to do. So, anyways, the Bill Simmons podcast uh, over unders. Uh, it is coming out later. I this can't week. believe it's it on Thursday, folks. I can't yes. believe the copy said all that and we hit it all perfectly. That was beautiful. <laughs> we we stuck to the script on that ad read. Wow, that was wonderful. Um, back to our own podcast. We're going to talk about some Syracuse. Let's get to it. All right, Tate, there are two more stories I want to get to. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do our little shout-outs, closeouts at the end, just kind of wrap everything up with the rapid-fire bullshit. But uh, we got to talk about these two things. And the first one is, as we've been teasing, another sign of the apocalypse. Jim Beheim said today uh, to Jeff Goodman. <laughs> but before we get to that, a child <laughs> abducted <laughs> in Waterloo, Iowa, on her seventh birthday. <laughs> All that was... <laughs> All that was left was a teddy bear in the street. <laughs> God damn it. Um, uh, Jim Beheim today says that Syracuse is the plan with Syracuse is to play man to man, some man to man this season. Uh, we, we touched on it, I think it was last week. On their tour of Italy, they went 4 0. Uh, they played man-to-man about 15 minutes a game is what I've been told. I certainly did not watch these games. I did not follow any of this. I just mm-hmm. read this somewhere. Uh, but but apparently they played like 15 minutes per game of man-to-man. I believe it was Jeff Goodman who was yeah. scooping all this. So yeah. thank you, Jeff. Yeah, scoops. He, he's, uh, yeah. On top of it. So uh, that's, that's the big news. Syracuse is going <laughs> to play man-to-man. It feels like... I don't know if this is true, but it does feel like this happens relatively frequently where, where Beheim says that. But then I'm trying to think of a specific example that he's ever come out and like brazenly said, we will play man to man this year. And I can't remember a time when he actually did it. It just feels like one of those things where like Mick Cronin every year, he's like, this is the best offense we've ever had. And you're like, oh shit, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. they play that hard nosed rock fight basketball. If they can score, they're going to be nice. And Mick Cronin does that every year. And then you watch like four Cincinnati games and you're like, yes, they fucking suck at offense again. That is Cincinnati basketball. Um, so I don't know if it's that or like you're you're the ACC guy. Does he do this all the time? I don't remember. 
I think it's one of those things where Jim Beheim is annoyed at the fact that everyone, it's like when you run the triple option, every single team knows that if they have a week before, if they have a bye week before, you're going to beat Georgia yeah. Tech right back when they had Paul Johnson. You know what I mean? And I think Beheim probably gets a little frustrated by the fact that every team is like, all right, we know they're running zone. Right. And as we wear into the ACC season, we're going to figure it out at some point. But I've never heard him be this brazen about the fact that he is down to play man to yeah. man. And I don't know if it's because Buddy's there and Buddy's like, you know, dad, dad. we got to. Dad, I want to get drafted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we got to move this along. One, I don't like the zone. I'm a man to man guy. Dad. dad. Come on, dad. Dad. Please, dad. You promised. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Something I like that. I ate all my vegetables, dad. <laughs> Can we play man now? <laughs> yes. That was mean. I didn't mean. I'm not making fun of Buddy Bayheim. I cannot LOL. wait until. LOL. LOL. I mean, yeah, I'll just throw LOL in the end. It just started. I mean, Buddy Bayheim is going to be Brad Calipari in about, yeah. you know, two days when he when he hears this. Uh, yeah. So, anyways. Keep yeah. my name out your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You better shut up before I come after you. Like, oh my god. I'm sorry, goodness. Buddy. I'm sorry. Was, I'm just trying to make. I'm, I'm just, I'm a, listen, I'm sarcastic. I'm snarkastic. That's what I do. I get I'm a smart ass. Uh, but, seriously, but, but seriously, Buddy Bayheim. <laughs> Is absolutely <laughs> soft and no, I'm kidding. Uh, anyways, uh, here we are. Jim Beheim is saying all this stuff. He said, uh, you know, they got this new freshman, Quincy Geary. I don't yeah. even know. Yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. He's, he's coming right. in. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's good. He's really good. He's a man. Uh, basically, all Jim Beheim is saying is that we have a lot of guys like Elijah Length. Hughes, all these people we have length that we can roll around and uh, we have the team to play man. I don't think that they're going to play man in the, in the ACC. I think they I may, think so, they, yeah. they may play man like to start the season against you know we, we some of these about this. Put teams. it on film. Yes, you got to put it on film that you mm-hmm. might throw man. Um, the one the one thing I think that might be the the one reason I think he might be playing man is that the three point line keeps moving out. It keeps getting stretched out further and further. And the zone. I mean, if you just think about it, just in simple basketball theoretical terms of of I mean, like it, it all depends on matchups and like whether they're playing against a team that can shoot threes. But uh, just generally speaking, there's a reason we don't see a ton of zone in the NBA, and it's because you'd have to stretch the zone out so far that you'd create all sorts of passing and driving and cutting lanes. Um, so I could see that being the thought process, is that as the three-point line continues to move out, Bayham's like, well, our zone is kind of screwed now because part of what made our zone great is we just pack it in, but we also have long arms. Uh, we make people shoot over the top. But now all of a sudden, there's there's that. The three-point line is moving back, and then also with that, um, all these kids coming up now are bombing threes. Like every everybody mm-hmm. shoots threes. You have seven footers that are coming out of high school that can shoot threes. Um, so the days of of teams having like one or two, the days of like 2013 Indiana, where Jordan Holes is like the designated shooter, and that's like how teams were constructed. It's like okay, you're the one guy that can shoot. Those days are long gone. And the teams that win and the teams that are great, everybody can shoot. Everybody can step out. Um, so knowing that, I do think there might be some validity to this, where Beheim's like kind of looking at all that and saying. We might have to sprinkle in some man. I don't think they're like they're certainly not going to go man exclusively. We know that. Like that that will definitely not happen. They're going to run a ton of zone still. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's any harm in like having man to man in your pocket. So when you come out in the zone and you're getting diced up and teams are hitting threes all over you, that you can switch it up and make everyone panic and be like, oh shit, man to man. Wasn't I, prepared for that. I think the funniest part about all of this is that Coach K may end up playing more zone with Duke this mm-hmm. year than Bayheim will play. That'll with be Syracuse. hilarious. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. if that's like Coach K's been around Jim so long that he's like, I kind of just like zone. I don't have to these guys don't have to talk to each other and they just, you know, know where they're gonna stand and we're back on offense. Let's go. They I think Syracuse has basically played all zone by choice since two thousand I, I I forget when I saw it. Was it the two thousand nine Lemoyne game when they lost to uh I think they were playing like man-to-man in that. Do you remember when they lost the Division II team? And then they ended up getting a one seed in mm-hmm. 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I think they played man-to-man in that. And then they basically played nothing but zone. And the only times they've gone out of zone is when 
like the zone has been so horrible that Bayheim had no other choice. Like, I don't know. So I guess that technically is a choice, but I mean, like they haven't played man to man by choice, like from the tip or say like, this is a, Jim Bayheim did that to say, yeah. you don't deserve to run my zone. Yeah. It wasn't because yeah, he was right, like, this right, is a right. strategy. It's like when Roy pulls all the starters yeah. and puts in the blue steel, you know? So you I mean? had Same the, thing. you had that game. I think it was in 09 in November of 09. I remember this because I was a, I was a senior at the time. So like it just stuck in my mind. I was like, shit, Syracuse is supposed to be good. And they just lost a division two team in an exhibition. And, and then, Doug Gottlieb had just written that article yeah, for ESPN yeah. <laughs> saying, my bad, again, right. I'm sorry. It was it was 17 years ago. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, and then the 2013 thing happens where they, in the Sweet 16, they destroy Indiana. They mm-hmm. they basically get Tom Crean fired in that game. It just took him a few years to actually get fired. That was that was when my my snarky, snark, snarkastic um, ass was like, we need to fire Crean as the Indiana fan in me was like, Get this guy out of here. Uh, that was that game, the Syracuse-Indiana uh, game. And then the two days later, they're playing Marquette, and they hold Marquette to, like, was it 17 points in the Elite Eight, it felt yeah, like? Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah. And I think at that point, he solidified, like, I'm a zone guy forever in 2013. I will I will die playing the zone. And then here we are in 2019, going into the 2020 season. And he's going to play some man. So. You mentioned Tom Crean, so I'm going to do a quick little tangent. Tom Please Crean do. has been uh, on full coach mode as far as his Twitter profile. I, I enjoy... The Eric Musselman on Twitter. I enjoy the Tom Crean on Twitter. I enjoy these coaches that are just getting. Tom after Crean it. blocked me on Twitter, so I don't see this. Uh, you know, not not to brag, but um, I am I am blocked by Tom Crean. So, so. I'll tell you what Tom Crean's please saying. Tell since me. You're please, please share uh, with me what's going on. Here, here you go. You don't get game and then all caps responsibilities without practice all caps accountability. If mm. you waste segments and days in practice, then you are going to waste possessions and games. And to that, I say, what a great subtweet. You know what I mean? This is the same guy last year that said, these aren't my players. Yeah, yeah. Let's get them out of town. I don't know who any of these people are. And then as soon as Nick Claxton was, you know, getting revered in his draft workouts, he's like, I love Nick. That's <laughs> that's my guy. That's, my that, guy. that's, that's who I helped develop. Uh, so, again, Tom Green calling out uh, his new Georgia squad. We're going to see them in Maui. You got Anthony Edwards there. A big lot to talk about. But it seems like Tom Green uh, wants responsibilities and accountability in practice. And I'm not sure we're getting that right now. Unblock me on Twitter, Tom. Let's yeah, bury we the hatchet. This. We can uh we can we can bury the hatchet. Come on the podcast in Maui. That that would be I think I might retire. If we get Tom Crean on the podcast and I can bury the hatchet with him. It's like basically Tom Crean and Evan Turner would be the two that uh I think would blow people's minds that are actually voluntarily choosing to talk to me and and I guess help my career in some way. But I want to do like to catch a coach and yeah, yeah. I'm sitting down on stage and then Tom Crean walks into a really dark room and like Come on in, Tom. Why don't you take a seat? And then I pop out. And then you pop out. You know what I mean? Then it it becomes like Maury. You know what I mean? And like we're having like fights Mm -hmm. and it'd be great. And Kyle's got the, Kyle's got a microphone. He's like the cameraman. Kyle's the security guy. He's he's holding you back. Yeah. You know, no, you know when they say uh, you are the father and then the guy takes off running throughout the, and then the cameraman has to run with him (laughs) to chase him. That's Kyle with the microphone. That's Kyle with the microphone. It's like, Tom, you will do this podcast. And he's running. Yeah. Tom, your thoughts. Tom, Tom, Tom. Yes. Yeah. We'll make that happen in my, um, the other note on Syracuse, I don't know if you saw this, uh, the Carrier Dome, apparently Carrier, mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, Kyle, you'll love this, Syracuse's arena, they play football in there, they also play right. basketball, the Carrier Dome. Yeah. You should know this. You're, I went to you, the, yeah. I went to a football game. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I shouldn't be explaining this to you, um, but they don't have air conditioning in there. Carrier's an air conditioning company, and the Carrier oh, Dome oh. does not have air conditioning. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Um, they are having like a name dispute, apparently, with Syracuse right now. So the Carrier Dome might not be the Carrier Dome anymore. It might be like a Sears Tower situation where... We call it the we call, Sears yeah, Tower. We're still going to yeah. call it the Carrier Dome, but, but it's not. Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. Another sign of the apocalypse. Like Syracuse basketball this year could be played in the not Carrier Dome with man-to-man. 
It's just another sign that basically stop naming these arenas after. It's like uh, you know Oracle Arena, you know, and all the Quick and Loans Arena. As soon as you, as soon, well, you can't of name them after people though, because then like somebody's like this. He had this tweet in eighteen fifty one where. <laughs> You know, he said this, and I'm like, well, tear the statue down, I guess. <laughs> and then he goes, in my so world, yeah. I've had a great That's why you, you should do just the— uh, the, the Orange Crate. Yeah. My favorite Syracuse bar. They should name it after the Orange Crate. Do the—Indiana uh, Indiana the does crate. it. I think Indiana does it and Illinois does it. The uh, football stadium is called Memorial Stadium, and basketball is called Assembly Hall. And you just leave it at that. And then, yeah, just na- every college should just do that. Just name it something very basic like that. Like the student center. <laughs> just name your— <laughs> Yeah, it's like Cameron Indoor Stadium. But then John John L. Student once <laughs> was a racist, so take Student Center down. <laughs> There's a guy named Oh God. Um, Were you just explaining? A she bit? was never seen again. She was yes. seven years old boom, on her boom. way home from school. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> boom boom. Um, yeah, so that that's the news out of Syracuse. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's going to be irrelevant. I think. I think by I think by December first, they'll be playing exclusively zone. That's my prediction. That Bayam will be like, yeah, to hell with all this. Do you think this is one of those things where we've talked about a million times? There's the off season, which Duke seems to win the past three years. Kentucky used to win it, and now Jim Bayheim's like, I want to get in that game. Yeah. How do I stir the pot? Let me just say that I'm not going to play zone all the time. I am excited about this though, Bayheim. Uh, this could be a good thing with the media with Beheim, where he plays man to man for a little while. Mm. It's not really working, and then he's going to press conferences, and people are asking him like, "Coach, what what's going on with the defense? You know, you had because Beheim is is high on the defense. That's the report coming out of Italy. Yes. Is he's like we, we're, we're better than I thought. Yeah, we're better than I thought. And he he doesn't like anything. So the fact that he likes the defense is so I could see like they're struggling defensively in in late November or something, and and someone's like coach what's going on with the defense and then he just rips into the media and is like all you assholes that call into my radio show tell me to play man-to-man where are you now i'm mm-hmm. playing man-to-man it's not working suck my dick andy Katz, you especially <laughs> <laughs> and then uh yeah I, like i'm very excited about the possibility <laughs> of that happening where Beheim just turns it on everybody else it's like I, I was i was appeasing you i've never appeased anyone my entire existence is like i do what i want mm-hmm. i i i do things my way but i thought as I, I'm a little long in the tooth, I might try helping out a little bit and doing what you guys want me to do. And now look what it got me. Yes. This is all on you. I'm it, excited for that press conference. It does seem like Jim Beheim is going to do the Frank Sinatra, I did it my way exit, where he basically does yeah. whatever the hell he wants to. Yeah. And then he's like, and I retire. See you guys later. Yeah. Here's yeah. your new head coach, Buddy Beheim. He's 23 <laughs> years old. Uh, speak- Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> speaking, of, uh, speaking of coaches and uh, not going out and doing whatever you want and trying to appease people, in the world of player empowerment, which is uh, what Doug Gottlieb was getting to earlier, this is Full Circle Podcast. He's saying, you know, everyone's championing Andrew Luck. Uh, and a guy who wants to champion recruits and champion his players is a guy that we love on this broadcast mm-hmm. and always have and always will. And that, of course, is the great must bus. Or as someone described on Reddit, cocaine in human form. <laughs> yes. I just want to I want to point this out. If uh, uh, So it's not really that big of a story, but... Uh, I think our guy Riggs at Barstool wrote a little thing about it that you can go check out and read uh, his thing. He had he had a type up what's uh, uh, a blog is what you would call it. Yes, um, outlining all this. That's that's what I saw. Someone someone sent that to me and I was dying laughing. Uh, Eric Musselman is apparently there's this kid named KK Robinson. He's a 2020 point guard, so he's a high school senior right now. He just recently cut his list down to seven, so uh, he's he's really close to making a decision. Mm-hmm. He's from Arkansas, um, and he visited Arkansas. And during his visit, Eric Musselman and him recreated iconic NBA photos. So they they tweeted out this picture where Muscle they did the they did the D Wade 
uh, it was against the Bucks, right? Where D Wade passes it to LeBron and then does the uh, the airplane wings, basically. Mm-hmm. And you got the everyone knows what picture I'm talking about. Um, that was they, with Harrison Ingram. They recreated that yes. one. That was with Harrison Ingram. That yeah. was with a different that, that, recruit. Yeah, it was a different recruit. Oh no shit! So I think so you, this is a trend. So it's so it's basically from what I gather. And oh shit! I could be okay. wrong. Basically, I think Musselman is like, what is your most iconic NBA photo moment? So he did that with a different recruit. Yeah, I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't pick so, up on that. I so thought it was Harrison the same kid. goes, I I love D Wade and LeBron, and he's like, well, guess what? I'm D Wade. You're LeBron. That one's not the one that uh, really stood out to me anyway. So I don't really care yeah. about messing that one up. Yes. The one I know that KK Robinson was involved in was. Musselman and him recreated the Allen Iverson, <laughs> yeah. Ty Lue thing. And Musselman's laying on the ground. And if you haven't seen Eric as a, Musselman as a 17-year-old is stepping <laughs> over top of him. He's in full uniform. He has compression shorts on. Like, he didn't mail it in, you know? You have to look this up. If is you're this listening a recruiting to violation? <laughs> Are we going to find out that, like, they made a new, the must rule or something? In, like? in a world where Jim Beheim doesn't know the name of his players... Eric Musselman is letting recruits that are not even guaranteed like to go to want. his school step over him. Yeah. Like, if this kid, if KK yeah. goes to Memphis, then forever in his life, Dude. he can show everyone else, like, remember when I stepped over that coach at Arkansas? Dude, he goes to Kentucky or something. I, yeah. don't, I don't know what his final seven are, but, uh, he, yeah, like, he goes to an SEC school, yeah. plays against Arkansas, and then he's, like, in warm-ups, he's like, coach, remember when I stepped over you, yeah. bitch? <laughs> yeah, and it's the most iconic thing ever, because, like, Malik Monk was from Arkansas. His brother played football yeah, yeah. in Arkansas. Everyone thought that he was going to be the chosen one to go to Arkansas. He obviously didn't. He went to Kentucky. So if the same thing happens with KK, then we have the greatest recruit photo ever for Calipari to every kid in Arkansas. It's like, yo, here's this kid stepping over that coach. But I do love it. This is Must to a T. This is But Must doesn't care. He's he not doesn't care. He's it. shameless. Yeah, he's Dude, this is a guy that won the Mountain West tournament and took his shirt off and just started spinning it like he Petey, he's Petey Pablo and out in that motherfucker just like running around and you're like, did they just win the national championship? Did they go to the final four? So, oh no, you won the Mountain West tournament. That's mm-hmm. what it was. As as very heavy favorites. Okay. That's cool. All right. Um that's his thing, dude. That's that's why we love him on this program. Except I didn't love him last year when, yeah, I knew nah, just around tournament time. time. Yeah, 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 just around tournament time. Yeah. Um, dude, we gotta have him on the show, dude. We have we have a ton of connect. Lombardi knows him. Mm-hmm. The strength coach at at Arkansas right now is my strength coach at Ohio State. The Lombardi story is hilarious, and I'll just give a shortened version. Basically, we were talking about Musselman, how much we enjoyed him taking his shirt off and doing whatever. And Lombardi's like, I'll call him right now. Yeah, and he literally picks up the phone, calls him, two rings. What's up, coach? How you doing? Da, da, da. And Musselman's just in there shooting the shit with Lombardi. And I'm like, what is Coach, go- let like- me ask you something. When you get the fuck out of Reno, <laughs> he's like, what? I'm like, Lombardi, Marty. you got Koozie's number? He's like, yeah, yeah I'll call him in five seconds. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. And then, Good uh, for Musselman. Yeah, we, we, have, we have ways to get it. We, we should get Muss on the pod because I got I to gotta talk to him about this. I, I kind of like my gut instinct is like talk him out of doing this. Mm-hmm. But no, you can't talk him out of it because... This is who he is. This is you, you can't love some parts of Musk but not love others. You, you have to take him for who he is. I'll take him for who he is. I just didn't love his basketball team last year. That's all it was. I got off the Musk bus last year. I will admit it. But uh, I'm not off the Eric Musselman bus. I was off the mm-hmm. Nevada, the 2019 Nevada Musk bus, if that makes sense. This is how invested I am in the Musk bus. I will say this right now. In the offseason, leading into next season, my prediction, national champions, the Arkansas Razorbacks. <laughs> We should we should really do this. You should isolate get get that tag that audio. Um, we should find a way for starting now because as we said, preseason starts next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, find a way to say that was my way too early off season yeah. prediction. No, I'm saying a week before. I'm pre-season. saying from now until basically March, we should find a way to say that like every power conference team. We should say I'm going to say this, and I and I need you to I need you to listen closely. Seton Hall will win the national championship, mm-hmm. and then at some point we'll have the clip of us saying it, and then we'll replay it and be like, I called it. Boom. It's what I did with Virginia last year. I get credit for calling Virginia. Um, 
I don't remember calling the Virginia <laughs> one for the national championship. But I just Meanwhile, remember. Parlay Kid was basically going to throw an entire fit because he actually did yeah. call Virginia to win. Yeah. He was like, I, I did that. Yeah. And like, yes. Yeah. Here we uh, are. Anything else before we go? Uh, quickly, I just want to point out, uh, we went to dinner last night with a friend of the program, a guy who has been on this show one time. The and, worst guest in OSP history. Yes. Bar uh, none. Called the one and done of the OSP podcast uh, mm-hmm. by the name of Tommy Alter. We went to dinner last night in Venice, California, and he looked at Mark Titus when the check came and he said, no, Mark, put your card away. Mm-hmm. I'm going to earn my stripes here. I'm paying for this. Yeah. Granted, he split it two ways, and that means I paid for yeah. some of Mark's as well. He figured it out and Venmo would be later. But Mark Titus, getting the respect from Tommy Alter. So maybe he'll be back. That's good news. Longtime Kyle. listeners remember the story that uh, my, my welcome to LA moment when I went to dinner with, uh, have, have I said who was at that day? I might Roy well. Hibbert. Yeah. yeah, we can say Roy Hibbert, right? Mm-hmm. It, was, it was, Tommy set up one of his famous Tommy Alter dinners, which it, it, it wasn't really. But uh, he just basically pairs like two random people and he gets me and Roy Hibbert. It was just me, him and Roy Hibbert, basically. Um, I told that story on the podcast a long time ago about how we split the check. I thought split the check meant like I'll pay for what I got because I got this tiny ass filet mignon as the whole drink was or as the whole table was drinking all night and bottles of wine and all sorts mm-hmm. of shit. And then I ended up paying. like, Hey, Roy, another bottle of Dom. Yeah. yeah. And I ended up paying like one hundred and eighty dollars for like a tiny ass like rabbit turd of filet mignon is what it looked like. Um. So anyway, Tommy, Tommy repaid his debt. Last night mm-hmm. we're out at dinner. We had a really it was a pretty nice restaurant. And Tommy was like, I'm going to pick up your portion of the tab. This one's on me, and I was like, "God damn!" Now yeah. I, that, that has been repaid. An altar always. And pays the funniest part is, he he tells he he says, "I will pick up your thing." He puts his card in with Tate. So to, the plan was Tommy's going to take two thirds of the bill. Tate will take one third, and, and then it comes back, and it's split evenly. <laughs> so now he owes Tate. So now he owes Tate a, a, a good deal of money. So the debt is not. It's just been transferred. The debt has been as transferred. Long as it doesn't to Tate. transfer to me. I cannot handle that. Yeah. No, speaking of, if you are in a charitable mood, please Venmo Kyle, Tom Shady 300, <laughs> send him a nice little thought. Uh, give him your, your so two cents. To to yeah, Tommy give him your two cents. How are, you, how are you feeling today? Send a nice note um, to Kyle. I have a few shout outs I want to I want to give out here. Sister Jean turned 100 on Wednesday. Yes. Your my, thoughts? Yeah. My mom was very the, excited uh, about this. Uh, she said that I should promote the fact that she made it to 100. Congratulations to Sister Jean. Mm-hmm. I That's all I can really say. I think that she was a wash. She was a one and done. She was 15 minutes of fame. One and done. She's never going to be back. <laughs> Maybe next year when she turns 101, we'll do a series Dude, called 101 yeah. and done. What does this mean for Sister Jean's legacy that she's never made it back to the Final Four? Boom, boom. I had a couple other notes. I saw Louisville in their practice gym. They currently have the 2012 Final Four and 2013 National Championship banners banners still hanging, which yes. is a direct viol- like a direct F- not only just like a, a visual fuck you to the NCAA, it's it's literally a violation. It's uh it's it's pretty clearly stated in the the NCAA bylaws like you cannot display stuff that has been vacated um, and they're doing it anyway so mm-hmm. good luck Louisville yeah <laughs> the Cardinals remember yeah <laughs> uh, that's going on which is awesome and then uh, the title hangover in Charlottesville has started Tate I don't know if you saw this uh, your defending national champion Virginia Cavaliers mm. had their their annual players versus coaches slash staff softball game and for the first time in six years the coaches slash slash staff beat the players um not a great sign for the season not at all not a great sign especially yet. when kevin stallings is not the yeah, coach of the softball team you're playing i was thinking about this the other day when you mentioned that story i was like wouldn't it be great if we did like a tbt type tournament but it was a softball tournament and everyone gets like a, a you know a basically you know kevin stallings has a team yeah. and then we're a part of that team and we're just traveling around it's the gotta world. be we have to have some stipulations like it has to be all 
I was about to say famous, but um, I want to play in it. So um, it has to be like all like notable people or like basketball people. Because what's going to happen is you're going to get some like barrel chested mm. guy that's like like that's it, a fucking king in in Nebraska for being like a softball champion who just like you know plays in these beer leagues and just fucking cranks him out of the park. Um, like yeah. like if you do that, like yeah. you, yeah. a guy who's had creatine since yeah. he was in we don't, sixth grade. We don't want those guys. We mm-hmm. want like we want it to be like Kevin Stallings and his little crew of coaches mm-hmm. versus Tim Miles and his crew of coaches, and that's you know like that would be a great tournament. I yeah, would, and it ends great. up being like the Anchorman scene yeah. when everyone's pulling up with the news crew. Yeah, Stalin roll. Yeah, it'd be great. Let's we should, get that going. We should like pitch it as some other sport. Like they're signing up for like ultimate frisbee, and then we do softball, so that way they can't cheat and like get a guy who's good at softball. We're like you're coming to play ultimate frisbee, and then got your bitch retro playing softball. And then that way you can't cheat. I don't know. I'm thinking out loud. Um, speaking of which, Stallings and Miles, neither one of them have jobs. Mm-hmm. We we need coaches on this program. We also need guest hosts. So if we're like you know thinking, maybe if we're out on the road, we just have those two guys. Tell do me, our show. tell me this would be awesome if we have co-head coaches on this podcast, Kevin Stallings and Tim Miles, and like we do good cop, bad cop, good guy, bad guy. There you go. Um, with Stallings and Miles, we're like something happens, and we call them. And we do like the, like, Miles gets to be the angel on the shoulder. Stallings is the devil. Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like, I don't know. Eric Musselman, we, we, we take something that a coach does. Eric Musselman is, is letting recruits step over him. We call our coaches. We're like, as a coach, what do you think? And then Stallings is like, fuck that kid. I would never let him do that. I would, you know. And then Tim Miles is like, I think it's cool. And, and yeah, that's the segment. That'd be a good segment. That is a great segment. Yeah. It what would just be him? great if we had Stallings' phone number in every podcast at the end we called just him. Call and him. It, it just rings. <laughs> I think we could get Stalin's phone number. I think somebody listening to this might slide into the DMs and say, I know Kevin Stalin, and this. this is this is his phone number. And um, even if it's not yeah. Kevin Stalin's, we'll take Just you know Stallings. Jacob Stalin. Yeah, we'll take, yeah, yeah, we'll take anyone. Any Stalin's will do. Uh, that is all I have. Do you have anything else? I do not have anything else. I am literally on fire. It is so hot in the studio right now. I basically am hyperventilating yeah. at this point. Uh, but it's so great to be in a room uh, with all three of us. I think we've. Had a great offseason, and I'm excited to get back to real basketball because, boy, are we deep in the vortex. Labor Day is coming up. As I said, the the offseason is over, Tate. We are, we are shifting into preseason mode, which mm-hmm. means starting next week, we are going to twice a week. It also means we are starting to bring back dirty laundry. Um, that is going to happen. Should we set up like a... I was thinking about this with the dirty laundry stuff because you do a horrible job, Kyle. I mean, I know you're busy. I know you have like 30 podcasts to produce, but like I sure as shit, I'm not going to go through the DMs. Should we like do an email address or something instead of DMs? Would that be How would easier? That help at all? I don't. I don't I'm still know. Get garbage because the D, like, and I have to sort through. Dude, the DM because because it's it, it lends itself to longer stories. That's all. Like an email is easier to have like more tight. Like a DM when you're when you're sending a 500 word story, it's like so hard to scroll through and I don't know. Maybe I don't know. It's just an idea. I, I, th- I think mind. the Sorry. I like the email. I like the email because then we get direct direct to the sources, direct to the bags. We get more fun stuff, and then not not then everyone's you, on Twitter. Yeah, you know we what can mean? say like like the emails for the dirty laundry stories, like your long novels, and then your your DM is for like uh, I saw Trevon Duval at the bar last night, and he's gonna fucking suck tomorrow for Duke. Mm-hmm. And you know, he gave me a high five. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like the guy that did that to Fuck us, you. and then yeah, um, yeah, that, that we we leave that for the DMs. I don't know. We're thinking out loud, but get your stories ready. If you have dirty laundry stories, just type them up and we'll tell you where to send them because um, we're going to start bringing that back as well. So anyway, that's it. That's the show. Uh, when you hear our voices again, it will be preseason. It will be college basketball preseason. Yes. Could not be more excited for it. I'm going back to North Carolina this weekend to see North Carolina play South Carolina in football. I'm going to get back to my roots. 
get back where, uh, you know, college sports really matter. Get out of L.A. for a second. So when I come back, I'm going to be ready to go. That's it. All right. Uh, before we go, just want to remind everyone, Mick Cronin is still the head coach at UCLA. That's a real thing that happened. Another sign of the apocalypse. But on a serious note. <laughs> Kyle, cut the part about the uh, eugenics. <laughs> <laughs>